When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheese Get on your feet. It's Curd and Long. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath. Back on Curd and Long, see Sparky Pfeiffer. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. He is Rami Makhlouf, 670 The Score, doing fill and work down there in Chicago. Follow him at Rami is tweeting. Uh, as we get ready to talk Packers Bears a little bit more here as they come up on Sunday. Rami, uh, I want to get your thoughts from the Chicago side. You obviously have been watching the Packers. We talked about the Packers there in the first segment. Okay, so from their side of things, the Bears side of things, how do they win this football game against the Packers? Like, what are, I don't know, one or two or three things that need to happen in order for them to figure out how to win this game and upset Packer fans' dreams of making the playoffs? I think you 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 got to run the ball well and and control the clock and try and keep this thing low scoring because while we've seen some flashes from Justin Fields and the offense and and you saw it last week against Atlanta that was the best game he's had and and I don't know how long and I was so glad to see it because he's either winning the job or or he's making it real hard for the Bears to move on if they do move on after this year but for the most part this isn't an offense that can consistently score more than 24 points. Sparky, that that seems to be sort of their ceiling. If they score 28, it's a really good week for that offense. So I think mucking it up, running the ball real well, controlling the time of possession is is what this offense has to do and try and keep it a low-scoring, ugly football game. I haven't seen the weather forecast for Sunday yet. I don't know. I don't know if the weather will be conducive to that. And on defense, just keep doing what they've been doing since they got Montez Sweat. They've been the best team in the league against the run since since they brought him in, and Matt Eberflus has taken over this defense, and Montez Sweat has sort of changed the, the pass rush completely because when he's not terrorizing quarterbacks, he, he's taking a lot of attention and, and giving other guys a chance to terrorize quarterbacks, and you've really seen a young secondary for that, that Bears team sort of grow and blossom, which you will see when a pass rush happens because it's a game of, of of seconds, of fractions of a second. And a good pass rush means a cornerback has to cover a receiver for for that much that much less time out there. And and you've seen those guys really make plays and and take advantage of it. So I think that if they can keep it a low scoring game, get after Jordan Love a little bit, continue to 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 stifle the run, that that's that's how this Bears team wins this game on Sunday. I looked at the forecast on AccuWeather of high of 34, we got uh, 44% chance of week 18 and bears and Packers. Give me 44% chance of precipitation, but it's a morning flurry. Otherwise mm. cloudy uh, the rest of the day. So you're not going to get mm. snow during the game winds at about eight miles an hour. So not too bad. Low of 26. So it's not bad. It'll be fine weather to throw in or whatever you'd like to do uh, in that weather. I, I will say this from the bear standpoint, um, my fear of how the Packers lose this game is is Justin Fields runs for like a buck twenty five. That's that's my concern as far as how they lose this game. And I'm not as concerned about DJ Moore. And the only reason I'm not has nothing to do with how good I think he is because I think he's a stud. So that's not it. But they showed against Minnesota they literally 
were able to kind of take Justin Jefferson out of the game without Jair Alexander, without Eric Stokes, and were able to do it. They were able to beat Kansas City and these other teams without Jair Alexander, without Eric Stokes with these other guys by simply scheming, you know, safety on top, cornerback underneath, and kind of taking wide receivers out. So if they're going to be able to take DJ Moore out and limit him, that means Justin Fields, only way he's probably beating you, in my opinion, is he's going to have to beat you with his legs, right? So you're going to have Quay Walker as a spy probably in the middle, making sure that, that, that he doesn't get out and, and run away. Not that Quay Walker is going to keep up with him, but he's the fastest linebacker they have. So that's going to be your spy. Um, and then, like you said, then it's it's running the football. And can you keep them in front of you and not turn into a San Francisco situation where they run all over you? The defensive line for the Packers played so much better against Minnesota this last week as far as being able to get pressure. They were blitzing more this last week than they have under Joe Barry recently. Will they blitz Justin Fields or will they be scared off about him getting out and running if they blitz him? Um, That is going to be something else. I think there's a good chance they don't blitz anybody. They rush four keep everybody back and make him try and pick him up, pick them apart all the way down the field. Cause you're we playing zone. Now all eyes are on Justin Fields. He ain't running anywhere, but you're going to have to make your throws. And if you're errant, it's going to be interception and the Packers get the ball back. My guess would be that's how they're going to play this. You're going to play a Is lot that- of zone, not going to blitz anybody, only bring four and make Justin Fields throw three and five yard dunk passes all the way down the field uh, in order for the bears to score. Is Jair Alexander playing, or did he do something else hilarious to get himself suspended? Um, I believe Jair Alexander will play, yes. Okay, all right. Okay, well, that's... But he that, hasn't been playing well. I mean, I I don't really know how much of a benefit it truly is, to be honest with you, at this point, um, because he's so banged up and so hurt um, that he shouldn't be out there, to be honest with you. He's not healthy enough to be out there. And to be honest, watching Stokes, I don't know how healthy he really is because he doesn't look nearly as quick as he was a couple of years ago. Maybe that's because of all the injuries and he's got the hamstring thing that he's been battling. And he's not going to play because they put him on the IR. So Stokes is out. So there's no way he's playing. Um, so it's really just Jair is the only is the only really kind of question here if he's going to play. And I think he will play. I think he wants to play in this game because, it's again, it's, it's playoff or bust for this Green Bay Packers football team at this point. The other aspect of this that I'm kind of curious about is this Bears defense because there was a stat uh, on Twitter and I'll, I'll pull it off here and read it to you. So, you know, anytime you face a young quarterback, what do defenses like to do? They like to blitz the hell out of them, trying to confuse them, try and make them make a bad throw or, or do something horrible at the end of the day. Um, and if they're able to do that, um, then everything takes care of itself. Jordan Love, this is from Dyer Carragher on uh, Twitter. Jordan Love is being blitzed more than any quarterback in football, and now he's making defenses play. He's thrown 10 touchdowns to one interception against the Blitz all year. Most impressive of all, he's only taken nine sacks on all those uh, Blitzes. Pass Blitz percentage face since week, uh, what is that, week eight? Since week eight, the Packers have been blitzed 46.5% of the time when they're on offense. The second team after that is the Saints only at 39.7, the Patriots at 37.1, and then the Bears at 37. The NFL average, you ask, is 30%. See, here's what I'd like to know, and, and this take this take nothing away from, from Jordan Love, but goes back to what I was saying about a quarterback having the right people around him and having the right environment to succeed and grow. How many of those 46, and I don't know if, you, if it's there in front of you with what you're looking at, Sparky, was he pressured? How many of how because I probably got home. Yeah. How how many of those 46 did the blitz actually get home 
and disrupt what Jordan Love and the Packers offense was was having to do. That that that's that's a really important thing to know because if, if he's still standing there clean and has time to make the decision and and find the open guy that's there because of the blitz, that makes a huge difference for a quarterback, especially one who's who's still learning how to do the job in his first year as a starter or any young quarterback or for that matter any quarterback. It's easier to do the job when you're clean and you're able to stand there and make a decision rather than doing it while you're running for your life or from your back. Well, you can see, just to go back and look at this Vikings game, I mean, he was throwing off the back foot, throwing balls up to Bo Melton and everybody else that are running wide open on these blitzes and finding the right guy. Uh, But this is something else that was brought up. He's played Minnesota twice, the Giants, Tampa, Pitt, Denver, and Kansas City. They are in the top six teams in blitz rate in the NFL. So it could be because it's Jordan Love, or it could be just the schedule, and that's what these defenses do, and this is how they play, and the Packers just happen to run up against all of them uh, to this point of the season. How much, when we talk about the Bears and how much they want to pressure the opposing quarterback, how much are they blitzing? I would assume a lot less than like Minnesota and uh, the Giants and some of these other teams. Yeah, Iberflus likes to get home with four, um, and and especially since – they brought in Montez Sweat and they're they're able to get home with four because like I said, when he's not the disruptor and the one doing the damage, he's he's opening up blockers from from other guys and giving them a chance to disrupt and do some damage. So you you won't see a lot of blitzes from 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 that Bears defense. But they've like I said, they've they've been getting two quarterbacks and, and causing problems for defenses for the last six, seven weeks since they made that trade. And a trade I wasn't so high on when they first made it not because I didn't like Montez Sweat, but because they made it without the contract extension being in place. And they sort of gave him the leverage in any talks moving forward. And and he he capitalized that on that and got the big money. So at least it wasn't a rental, but I didn't like the trade when they made it because they didn't have the contract in place. But now that he's here and he's locked up permanently, I think it's it's a good deal. And he could be a problem for the Packers and, and a lot of other teams for a few years to come. Till the next rebuild. You know what I mean? Till the next rebuild. And if you're Washington, you're just living like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. But I mean, that, that organization is, is more of a chaotic disaster than even your organization in Chicago is at this point. Now they have new ownership. So things are going to change. I think Harris is a good owner. He's done a good job with the Sixers. He'll change Washington to the commanders. They have a big quarterback decision to make too. They got Sam Howell. They're sitting in at two right now. I mean, they may be in a position where they trade for Justin Fields. Uh, or they do something if they don't want to take a quarterback up there. I mean, they could trade for Justin Fields, give up a second-round pick, which would be at the top of the second round, and then come back and take Marvin Harrison Jr. with pick number two uh, and have Fields and Harrison Jr. to go along with Terry McLaurin. And Fields and McLaurin, I think, are guys. I mean, all of a sudden, now Washington's offense looks a whole heck of a lot better. You got Robinson at running back, uh, and all of a sudden, Washington gets fixed quickly. It literally, you can literally fix an offense that quickly. If you put a dynamic wide receiver to go along with a dynamic quarterback and good coaching, that's the question. Now, Ron Rivera, will he still be there? I doubt it. Um, and then all of a sudden, it looks a lot better. All right, take a quick time. I'll come back. Uh, on the other side, I want to talk about the future of this division. And I want Rami Makhlouf to kind of look at the division and go, okay, in the next five years, how do we think we'll be feeling about each one of these teams in the next five years? He has Rami Makhlouf, 670 score. Follow him on Twitter at Rami is tweeting. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. It is Curtin Long. Download on your uh, Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at, and of course, on the Odyssey Sports uh, YouTube channel as well. Like, subscribe, follow, hit that bell for notifications. Back after this.